This podcast is brought to you by Wendy Meyer, the lady from Better Living. Without her, I would never have known you could do that with Glad Rap. Hello, welcome to Not For Radio. That'll make no sense if you're not from New Zealand. Jane Dunk here. No. Um, this is our Not For Radio podcast. Plenty of this stuff wouldn't be able to be broadcast mm. on our radio show. And other stuff just doesn't fit. Yeah, so. it's, it's some, you know, some random musings and just some really crook stuff. Hey, I thought I could start with a quick life lesson today. Yes. So have you ever been pulled over by the cops? Countless times. Let's chat about that shortly. I've been pulled over by the cops a couple of times. Did a runner from the cops once. That was fun. Wow. But if you uh, get pulled over by the cops, you're getting breath tested. Uh, here's what you don't do. Have any alcohol to drink last night? Yeah, I had heaps of alcohol to drink last night. Did you? What yeah. time did you finish drinking? No, your business. What I get you to do for me is count aloud to ten, thanks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. Not that. Well, why would you wait so long if he was speeding? Sorry? Why would you wait so long if I'm he was speeding? I'm not going to talk to you because you're not the driver. So what are you asking? So what happened is you received a penalty notice Don't in the mail for exceeding speed limit. Don't give a fuck. Don't limit. give a fuck. Sorry? I'll, I'll see you in court, mate. Okay. Right. And then also a notice for not keeping left. Sorry, you mate. Get away, dog. <laughs> Just drives off. <laughs> Imagine being an Australian police. There's a there's a guy called Mike oh, Nolan, uh, which is obviously a cartoon, but it's it's basically that uh, in cartoon form. Mm. Uh, and he says, um, the cop says to him, I just need you for a evidential breath test, mate. And he goes, can you just uh, state your name and address into here? And he goes, fuck you. <laughs> to the breathalyzer. <laughs> Like some, <laughs> some people don't help themselves, though. Nah, they're, it's massive. It's cheap as creep. My mates at a cops have just got the most phenomenal. I can tell you the story because it's not for radio. Yeah. Okay, so my mate is a cop. That's the fucking good. Don't say it's your mate. Say it's your mate's mate. Oh, no, there's, oh, I heard it's your mate's, mate's mate. Okay, whatever. They, I, got a, I know a bloke who's a cop. Yeah. Um, and he pulled over a vehicle that was, this is the sort of stuff that they deal with on a daily basis. So this is further to your point. So when you when they pull you over for doing something stupid mm. and you don't have a great interaction with them, you've got no idea what they've done, but you know, what's preceded that interaction. So anyway, my mate pulls over this car, which he knows is just known by, which is owned by notorious shitbags and it's running sketchy plates. And he's like, I know this vehicle. Anyway, they pull up behind it. Uh, get out, and both of the occupants of this vehicle are going hammer and tongs on their um, on their cell phones, and like obviously panicking that they've been pulled over by the cops. Anyway, they get them out. Yep, sure enough, it's the same rat bags, um, and they get them open up the boot of the car because they they're known methamphetamine dealers. And sure enough, there's a hundred thousand dollars and about four kilos of meth in the boot of the shitbag car. Hundred grand. Yeah. And cash. And so he's like, all right, sweet as, we're going to go around to their place because obviously there's more than likely more because they're moving some units. So they get these guys, throw them in the cop car, and they head around to their place, and they turn up, and um, and there's a guy lying on the couch, and he's just sitting there on the couch, and he's bleeding from his stomach. And um, they're like, what happened? He's like, oh, what do you mean what happened? And they're like, you're bleeding? He's like, no, I cut myself shaving. He's like, why are you shaving your stomach? He's like, oh, I like to have a, cl- a smoothly shaved body. Can we show, can you show me the, can can you show me where you cut yourself shaving? He's like, that's none of your business. He goes, if it keeps bleeding like that, I'm going to have to call the paramedics. Part of my job is to make sure that people are safe. Anyway, pulls up his shirt. He's been shot through the stomach. Um, the same guy is, um, the same guy is missing his entire calf muscle because he blew it off himself when he was high on meth. And uh, what had happened is um, the flatmate who had been found in the car 
the, the guy that was driving the car, mm. called his flatmate, the guy that's now shot in the stomach, and said, I've been busted by the cops. They're going to be coming around to the house. Get rid of all the shit that we've got in the house because they're coming around. The other methy flatmate sees him flushing all the stuff down the toilet and goes, what are you doing? He's like, the cops are on the way. And he goes, you're full of shit. Grabs a gun and shoots him. Oh, my gosh. That's I don't what, really, you're not really selling meth, eh? I don't know if I, I'm pretty, pretty sure I still don't want to try it. That is what they have to deal with on a daily basis. Yeah, that is wild. My story's not as good as that. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't? didn't and, and he's so cool, because my mate's been a police officer for a very, very long time. Um, and he's like, two or three times a day, I would see a situation not too dissimilar to that. So you wonder why. There's such a high burnout rate for, for police officers. And we would have to be one of the best countries in the world. Yeah, man. I my hat, take my hat off to them. Um, definitely one of those professions you just go, fuck, I wouldn't want to do that. No. Never a, never a nice interaction. No one – well, unless they go to a school or something, I guess the kids would be nice to them. Apart from that, yeah, she's a bit of an uphill slog. Mm. Um, I got – one time I got pulled over from the – actually, and I'll start at the start because that's a good place to start. Good idea. So when I first moved out to Auckland, I needed a motor transport that didn't use as much as um, a car did. So I was like, I need to get a scooter. It'll be way ah. cheaper because I was getting paid absolute peanuts. And uh, found this scooter on in Tauranga. And uh, it was a little 50cc one that hadn't been registered for ages, so it had no Might have been the one that got stolen off my driveway. Mm, was it? <laughs> what colour was it? Was it red? <laughs> it was red, but I painted uh, Captain America stars up the front of it. Cool, bro. And <laughs> <laughs> try and out-cool me on your shit scooter. <laughs> nah, mine was the biggest piece of shit. Yeah. So I bought it. Um, I went. I said, I'll come down and check it out. So me and my mate drove down there, and we got there, and this poor bird was... Um, had been tasked with packing up her entire house, her and her partners, and boxing it up and getting it over to Perth because he'd just got a job in the mines. Mm. And I was like, oh, here we go under the pump, bit of wriggle room on the $150 scooter. There got it go. down to $115. Paid $115 bucks for the scooter. The best thing about it was it had a plate, but it wasn't live, nor had it been registered in so long that when I got a parking ticket, I just wouldn't go to anybody. So. Yeah. Didn't pay um, anything on that thing. Got parking tickets all the time. Park where I wanted. It was mean. Anyway, so one day I'm coming back from the gym. Believe it or not, used to go. <laughs> I was going to say. Lutus Magnus. I was, I was crossfitting before I, F- F45, eh? I was believing you up until this point. <laughs> so I'm coming back from the gym, and I'm going downhill. I'm going a little bit shade over 50, which is the speed limit. And all of a sudden, there's three cop cars behind me. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, looking over my shoulder, like, absolutely pinning this thing. I was like... A bit over the top for like a 50cc scooter. And so I pull over and uh, this cop starts interrogating me and it's like, where have you been? And I was like, I've been at the gym, man. Like, like, You're lying. Look at you, you tubby little funster. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so as it turns out, there was another dude in the area after, you know, a 10-minute conversation of being interrogated by like three cops. There was another dude in the area that also had a black, matte black scooter that had just been knocking over houses in the middle of the day. And so they thought I was him. And while that was happening, the other bloke would have got away. He'd knocked over three houses that morning. Wow. Yeah. Had another wee uh, incident on that scooter. 
one night I was coming home and uh, this rain late at night after the night show, it was like 10 o'clock at night, and this Range Rover was right up my ass and it was going down my street. And on my street was Judder Bars and it was downhill. And I was like, look at like, no mirrors on my thing. This is a piece of shit bike. I'm like trying to look behind me. And this thing's like right up my ass, about to run me off the road. I'm like, fuck, this is pretty hectic. So I knew I could go faster over the Judder Bars than him on the scooter. And uh, so I just absolutely pinned it. And this guy goes so fast over these sharp judder bars that he blows out two tyres. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, what the fuck is happening? Like, <laughs> sketching out. And so I rush back to the flat. He ends up turning away. I rush back to the flat and was just like adrenaline dumping at you know, midnight or whatever it was, one o'clock in the morning. And I talk about on the radio show the next night. And I was just like, on the off chance, is there anybody listening that stole a Range Rover last night? And did you try and run me off the road? Because I was wearing a rock jacket. And someone texted in and said, yeah, fuck, that was me. I sold it about three streets over. That was a pain in the ass and blew the tyres out. I was just giving you some shit. Oh, my God. Stealing a rangy. Yeah, it was a pretty new one, too. So, obviously, pretty handy at their job. That's rogue. I'll save the other time that I did a runner from the cops uh, for another <laughs> Not For Radio podcast. That was within the last seven years. I reckon that might bite you in the ass. No, it wasn't. Not For Radio. Radio. Uh, quick shout out to uh, the tractor brand, John Deere. So they uh, have managed to deactivate a whole bunch of the tractors um, in the Ukraine. The Russian forces got their hands on them. And uh, word got out that the, that that had happened. It was five million dollars worth or something like that. And then John Deere and America uh, remotely um, deactivated them. That's cool. Slightly concerning that you can do that. Like, I think I reckon that should be a feature that is on all vehicles, so that if you because that's we've got an issue with the number of people that just punch punch it from police cars at the moment, particularly on bikes. Mm. Like if your bike just basically cut out and just slowly coasted to a stop. Like if you are in a Tesla, for example, and you don't have your hands on the wheel and you're doing unassisted driving or whatever it is, or assisted driving, if you don't, when it goes to vibrate, if you don't put your hands on it, it literally just finds the side of the road and pulls over it, parks and puts the hazards on. I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again, all this could be end, all this shenanigans can be ended with a chip in the arm. GPS everyone, buddy, know where they are, do a runner, go and find them. You did a runner from us. <laughs> We've basically got there with a cell phone in our pockets anyway. I just... Because it's, it's such a wonder, mm. these people that just continually absolutely punish the rest of us by their shitness. Um, here in New Zealand at the moment, there's a real problem in one part of Auckland with all these mad dogs on dirt bikes. On that, stolen dirt bikes. Are they? Yeah, 100% stolen dirt bikes. How do you know that? You don't know them? Have you talked to them? You don't get that many people on that many dirt bikes that aren't stolen. You ask anybody Maybe that's they're on the, on the way to a motoc- motocross ride. What, with no freaking helmet on and they're in a set of Jordans with fucking <laughs> basketball shorts on? My ass. Doesn't, yeah. Yeah, if you, if farmers are just getting them nicked left, right and centre. It sucks. I feel sorry for them. And they're, and they're riding them with dirt bike tyres. Yeah, well, it looks pretty cool though. <laughs> what am I whacking a couple of, couple of sticks through the spokes? That happened to my old man when he was growing up, actually. Uh, his brother was pissed off at him, and dad was biking past. He threw a stick through the front wheels of his bike. <laughs> he went over and smashed his front tooth out. Ooh. He's still got the fakie in there. Steel score. Jay and Duck. Not for radio. Uh, on the same war chat that you're talking about with the tractors, this mm. is this is frightening but epic to watch. So there's a, a university over in China uh, called Zhejiang University, and they've created... 
a swarm of drones that autonomously avoid uh, notoriously difficult obstacles without pre-mapping the area. So they basically, they weigh less than like a can of Coke, say, uh, and they're about the size of, well, not much bigger than a can of Coke, I guess, and they work independently of each other, but with a specific goal in mind. And so they flew it through a bamboo forest. Oh. Like the clappers, and they just split all the bamboo. Because, you know, the bam- bamboo's like a bloody game of kerplunk. Mm. And they just went whistling through this thing without hitting a single thing. And I was like, well, where do they go from here? And then they've basically weaponized them now so they can hold small arms like a... Um, like a pea a, shooter. No, like, like a Glock, basically. Jesus. Something that's not enough to have a big enough recoil on them. And they have them, they've modeled them off swallows. You know how they swarm, swallows swarm, yeah. birds swarm. They can, they can fly like that. So it almost makes them impossible to hit with anything else. Because their movement that they do is so unnatural to anybody. Like, good luck shooting a swallow. Yeah, impossible. Um, and then add a firearm to a swallow and then see how you get on. So the next thing that you'll be seeing on our on our battlefields will be these uh, swarming attack drones. Mark my words, the end of the world is here. Oh, you kind of feel like that sometimes. Eh? I feel like we're the generation that is going to – we've seen the, the biggest technology growth out of any other generation. Mm. Um, and then also we're going to see the technology growth become a problem in our lifetime. And then the problem will probably, I'm kind of hoping, just get to die and then leave it to be a kid's problem who will also probably have to clean up the planet. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> it'll be ready player one by the time they're our age. Um, on the radio show at the moment, just want to say uh, thanks to Jack Daniels. If you've been listening to the radio show, you'll know that they've jumped on board. Uh, we're making it count with a just crazy amount of prizes to give away starting on Monday. Um, and this could be anything just to give you a little bit of a moment back in your life. Like you could take admin off your – like, for example, I don't know, you've had a job that's been sitting on your job list at, at your home that you've been meaning to do for ages, but you're kind of like, ugh. I'd rather be doing something else. We'll take it off your hands. We'll, mm. we'll pay for someone to water blast your house so you can go and have a, a, a day at the beach or surfing or something. Yeah, or just give you a laundry subscription so you drop your clothes off and they get washed, dried, and folded and back to you. Yeah. Uh, That's mega. We get to that point too if you're absolutely snowed under. It's not the best 15 bucks you ever spend. It is bird seed to get somebody else to do your washing for you. Really? Yeah. N- or next to nothing. Well, this is good. Yeah. Because, you know, you just look at it and you just get, I mean, admittedly, I don't do any of the washing in the house, so I couldn't even tell you how to operate the washing machine. Let's make a list of other things you also don't do. <laughs> we don't have time, mate. <laughs> we don't have time. You know, I keep the money coming in and it just keeps getting spent. I'm the combine harvester in the field of dreams. We've talked about this before. Just need somebody behind us picking up the pieces. Maybe you need a bit of motivation to do some more stuff around the house. You know who's good at motivating people? David Goggins. Do you want to explain who David Goggins is? David Goggins is a, a formerly a big fat bastard who used to be um, a roach buster. He used to go around spraying uh, fast food restaurants with roach stuff. He used to be fat. Used to not even be able to walk around his block. And then he did. Um, he trained to become a Navy SEAL and did Hell Week three times, which is the first time it's ever been done uh, by a black person. And is now an ultra. Never run a marathon, and then he did his first ultra first, which was a hundred mile race. So he'd never run forty two. Um, and he shat himself in the back of his car, and his toenails fell out. And he's an, he's a crazy guy. He is next level. He's the motivator. He is stay hard. When I was in the military, we go on these instructor led runs. Most of the time, we knew the start and end point. So on the way back, I start seeing people getting happy and shit. <laughs> 
because the end was near. But there were some asshole instructors that would hear the happiness and go right on past the end point. When that happened, everybody stopped talking. Heads would stop dropping. And I start taking fucking souls. <laughs> At that time, I knew what happened in their minds. They were living off the hope factor. They hoped the instructors would stop running. They hoped the water was never cold. They hoped the weather was fucking good. I don't live off that hope shit. I wish the water was cold. I wish the motherfucking instructors keep on fucking running. I wish for fucking rain. When the ending is unknown and the distance is unknown, that's when you know who the fuck you are. Stay hard. Stay hard. Stay hard. Um, and uh, speaking of uh, daily, I said daily motivation before, another great piece of motivation here from uh, one of the world's best athletes, John Daly. I want to know how you prepare for a golf tournament. Uh, well, I um, hit balls for maybe 20 minutes, play a little bit, smoke four or five cigarettes, drink three Diet Cokes and go to the first tee. <laughs> Some days I won't even go to the range. I hear that. Well, good luck today. Thanks. I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. Good luck. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Amazing. Hey, just a quick, uh, good to have you fucking listening. James Newby, thank you for your message. It'll be awesome if you could do a shout-out to the New Quay Con Club B pool team. Oh, well, there you go. Probably didn't even get that right, but, you know, we gave it a nudge and that's all that really matters. Um, and we're going to sign off today before we play our song. Uh, we're going to have the story behind the song. I think you'll recognise it. I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby. Yeah, I'm just a worthless of a person. When the first verse came when I was, I was lying on my bed thinking about Cindy Lauper. I was just lying down on a futon on the floor like her name is Noel just right there and stopped and I was like this is so weird you sound like a girl and it's just like this weird story that you're trying to tell I was really doubtful about the whole thing and then from there to a sort of lonely triumph moment a kind of moment of just like I'm such a waste of life but you know I can still rock, like, by myself in the living room, look. And then I also wanted a second chorus. I wanted it to soar in this soaring failure. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're supposed to sing it louder. Dirt No, she doesn't know what she's missing. When I get to the chorus of Teenage Dirtbag, I'm screaming at a priest or I'm screaming at a teacher who hated my guts or I'm screaming at my parents to try and let me go to the regular public high school. You can imprison me in this boys' school and you can make me do all these things that you think are good for me. It's never going to change who I am. I'm a dirtbag. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! She doesn't know who I am! Oh, yeah! Oh, <laughs> uh, great. Well, uh, we'll sign off with a little bit of Teenage Dirtbag by the uh, great band... Sweetest. throwback that thank you for listening to the not for radio podcast we're going to give away another five pairs of you the boys sunglasses uh, myself and jay uh had a little sunglass side hustle there for a while but then i realized it was just too much admin so this is uh existing stock that we uh giving it away
beautiful sunnies too. Some of the best in business, polarised, top of the range sort of carry on. Yeah, um, so if you want to get your hands on them, simply just share the Not For Radio podcast on your social media, tag in the Rock Drive, and we'll uh, contact a few people and give away some sunnies. Whatever you're up to for the rest of your day, make sure it's an absolute cracker.